You're listening to the podcast Bible Companion series by author P.H. Thompson. This is a chronological Bible study going chapter by chapter, discovering Christ in all of Scripture. This is Job chapter 16. Verses 1 through 5, Job censures his merciless friends. Job's friends had set out to comfort him, but their mission ended in failure. Their words of comfort turned into added torment for Job. He had earlier called them worthless physicians who had misdiagnosed his problem and had offered nothing helpful to ease his pain and suffering. Now he calls them all miserable comforters. Not one in three had anything different to say from the others, but all sang different choruses of the same song. Job is a wicked hypocrite who got what he deserved. Job has had it. They charged that his speeches were hot air. He counters that theirs are the same. He asks when their long-winded speeches would end, and what was their problem that they felt they had to keep arguing with him. He says, I also could speak like you if you were in my place. I could make fine speeches against you and shake my head at you. He says, I could do that, but I wouldn't. Instead, he says, but my mouth would encourage you. Comfort from my lips would bring you relief. Yet encouragement and comfort, strength and relief, was not what they were giving him. While there is a place for counsel to remind us of our sin, we need to go beyond that to the place of comfort. We need to be reminded that because of Christ we have acceptance and peace with God. It's possible to take correct theological truth and misapply it, or to give counsel in an insensitive or condescending manner, or to say the right thing at the wrong time. We need to examine ourselves to ensure we are not guilty of this. Instead, we should consider ourselves in the same circumstance. Continue to remember those in prison as if you were together with them in prison, and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Verses 6 to 14, Job complains that God treats him as an enemy. Why should it bother them if Job says anything? Job admits he has complained, but it has done him no good. And when he has been silent, it also has not eased his suffering. Yet if I speak, my pain is not relieved, and if I refrain, it does not go away. Job feels God has worn him out and devastated his entire household. He looks at his shriveled up, gaunt body, and it is all the proof he needs that God is tearing at him. He describes God as an assailant, seizing him by the neck, setting him up for target practice, and setting his archers around him. He feels God shows no pity, but bursts open his guts to spill on the ground. He feels his trials have come upon him in waves, which they had, as we saw in chapter 1. He is in deep despair. Verses 10 and 11 seem not to apply to Job literally, since we're not told of any physical attack, and though they are not officially referred to as a messianic prophecy, some have applied them to Jesus. People open their mouths to jeer at me. They strike my cheek in scorn and unite together against me. God has turned me over to the ungodly and thrown me into the clutches of the wicked. And these things were fulfilled at Jesus' crucifixion.
verses 15 through 17, Job asserts his innocence. Eliphaz had charged that Job was not sufficiently humbled by his affliction, but Job acknowledged that the dust was the most appropriate place for him. Job has so shown all the outward signs of repentance and grief over sin. He has worn sackcloth and sat in the dust. He has dark shadows under his eyes from lack of sleep, and his face is red from weeping. Yet, he says, my hands have been free from violence, and my prayer is pure. He can't repent of violence he has not done. Therefore, whatever he prays is sincere and from a clear conscience. Verses 18-22, through 22, Job cries out for vindication. Job cries, Earth, do not cover my blood. May my cry never be laid to rest. He doesn't want it to become an unsolved cold case. Like Abel's blood cried out to God from the ground, he wants justice. He wants his suffering to have meaning. And in order for that to happen, someone had to take his side. He may not have known his name is Jesus, but he knew this about him. Even now, my witness is in heaven. My advocate is on high. And this is courtroom language again. Like Laban would say to Jacob, even though no one is with us, remember that God is witness between you and me. And Malachi 2.14 says, You ask why? It is because the Lord is the witness between you and the wife of your youth. You have been unfaithful to her, though she is your partner, the wife of your marriage covenant. Job's eyes poured out tears to God. He knew his intercessor pleaded with God on his behalf as one pleads for a friend. He wanted justice quickly, for he felt he didn't have much time left to live. Only a few years will pass before I take the path of no return. We will all go on this path of no return shortly, and it is wisdom to consider our end. Scarlet Threads So what scarlet threads or hints of Jesus Christ or an application to the Gospel do we find in this chapter? Job called his friends miserable comforters and told them he would, what he would have done if their places were reversed. We need to be gentle with those who are suffering. Job spoke of feeling as if he was being attacked physically, and this was fulfilled at Jesus' crucifixion. Job knew his intercessor pleaded with God on his behalf as one pleads for a friend, and we know that our advocate and intercessor is Jesus. My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin, but if anybody does sin, we have an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ is the righteous one. And, therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to him, to God through him, because he always lives to intercede for them. And we studied this idea of an advocate or mediator in chapter 9. He is our defense attorney in the Supreme Court of Heaven. You've been listening to the podcast Bible Companion Series by author P.H. Thompson. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and comment. Continue listening for Job chapter 17. May God bless the study of his word.